Well, hello, friends. It is so good to join you again this way. Today we have with us Tad Bodeman, who is one of our amazing counselors in the Future and Hope Counseling Ministry. He has a topic he wants to bring up that I believe can really be helpful to all of you. So without any more introduction, I'm going to turn it over to Tad and let him introduce our topic today. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Pat. It's great to, to be here today. You know, in our work, uh, working with married couples, um, one of the most common issues that we face are what John Gottman in his research calls these unresolvable differences, right? And uh, which sounds kind of hopeless in the name, right? The good news is, is they're not. But they do, in his research, shows that over a long period of time in a long-term marriage, about 86% of our conflicts fall into this category, uh, this category of unresolvable differences. And so I thought it would be good today to talk a little bit about what that looks like. Absolutely. Some approaches to, to, to dealing with that. And uh, um, because it's such, such a common experience in all of our marriages. Yes, it is. Yeah, so these unresolvable differences, what are they? At the end of the day, God, in all of his wisdom, created us infinitely different from one another. And one of the beautiful things about a marriage is we get to come together and see the world and experience the world through another person's lens, through their eyes, through their experiences. While that's beautiful, it can also be infuriatingly frustrating sometimes. Absolutely. Right? We deal with it all the time. Yeah. And, and these unresolvable differences are really, they stem from the fact that we individually often hold some very different values, right? Not necessarily core values, but we see things differently. And in fact, we should. That's part of the value of being together is to, and being willing to be influenced by one another. But there's all kinds of areas, things like money and parenting and housework, um, the types of vacations that we pick, where a husband and wife with all good and loving motivation simply sees things different from one another. Right. Right. And what we see in this pattern if we don't identify them is that if, it, if it's an issue around finances, right? Well, month after month, every time it's time to pay bills, we have an argument. And the conflicts, the reason Goblin calls them unresolvable is because they left alone just reoccur and reoccur every month. And we find ourselves having the same argument over and over again, mm -hmm. right? And ultimately, they stem, in the case of a financial situation, maybe the husband views money simply as a tool and something to be enjoyed. And maybe the wife really values money and sees money as something that's for safety and security. So savings is important to her. Yeah. Not spending a lot is important to her. Right. You know, and the truth is they're both right. Mm -hmm. 
But if we don't understand that about each other and sort of go through in our marriage and identify these recurring themes and help to identify, you know, how you value this differently than I do. What are we going to do with this so we don't keep fighting about it, you know, month after month after month, right? And what Gottman says is ultimately, if the, the way that we deal with these things is what's most important, right? Left alone, what do I do? I would come every month and say, you know, here's all the reasons why we should spend, you know, and buy this boat, how much fun it'll be, how much it'll matter to us, right? And every month, my wife comes to me with her data that says it's important to save in case, you know, something crazy like a virus happens and people are out of work, right? Um, and she's arguing that we should save. And what we try to do is we try to convince our spouse that the way we value it is the right way. Hence the conflict. And hence the unresolved, the perpetual conflict. Exactly. Kat, so, it's, it's much more than just the way it's communicated that you're talking about here. It really is coming to a place of compromise and listening and appreciating the other person's perspective, correct? Exactly. exactly. It's about putting our marriage first mm -hmm. over the thing that in this case we're seeing as the highest value. Gottman has a phrase uh, that says, in these areas, if one of us wins this conflict, we lose. That's, that's right. important. Say more about that. I think that that's a very important point there. Yeah. If I argue enough that my wife simply submits, our marriage suffers because of the way we dealt with this conflict. Right? I see that. Yes. So, so this idea that in these areas of, that are just simply honest, meaningful value differences. If one of us wins, we lose. We lose. And what Gottman's research shows is that the most important thing for us to do is first identify where these areas of differences lie, right? Is that like in taking an inventory with one another or just kind of from yeah. the experience of living together, sharing a life together and noticing the conflicts as they come up that you deal with them as they come up? That's a great question, right? And, and really the way I work with my couples is, is to identify what are the arguments, the conflicts that seem to have, that, that seem to have happened time after time that every time you turn around you feel like i'm having the same argument over mm -hmm. and over again right let's identify those in most marriages we have three to five of them sure. right there's usually not a hundred but three to five hopefully not a hundred <laughs> right yeah and, and and if we can identify them then we can say look this is just an honest area of difference, right? It's not objectively true, 
my my view isn't objectively true, neither is yours. These are really subjective experiences that we each validly have. So let's identify them. And now let's make the issue be the issue and come together as teammates and decide how as teammates are we going to address the issue. It sounds like it really involves, and, and I've used some of those methods, the you know, Gottman method in my own mm -hmm. counseling with couples, but it mm -hmm. sounds like what you're really aiming at here is um, an appreciation for the other person's perspective, even in those times when it doesn't agree with your own. Yeah, exactly. And, and at its root, it's choosing to make your marriage relationship and the health of your marriage relationship the most in, important thing about this conflict. Absolutely. Right? You know, I, I think I, I'm thinking about a, a particular case that I have dealt with in the past, and I want to just kind of put it out here to you and see how that some of these principles can apply to this sure. situation. Um, okay. And it's in the past. It's not anyone I'm dealing with now. But I um, have a couple and they have a beautiful 14 year old daughter mm -hmm. and she's beginning to want to go out with friends and even dating a little bit. And the mother is um, obviously very protective of her daughter as she is out there, wants the best for mm -hmm. her. The father is also very protective. But on the one hand, the mother says, you know, we've worked very hard to teach her um, right from wrong, mm -hmm. to uh, instill in her what uh, the moral compass that, that we all kind of value in our family life. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's okay that we, go, we let her go out there uh, without a curfew and trust right. that she's going to be reasonable and responsible. Mm -hmm. The dad, on the other hand, is very protective of his baby girl. And he's saying, oh no, I can't rest until I know she's home safe and sound. And so, right. no, I need to know that she's gonna be home at a certain hour, that I can count right. on that and that she'll be home. Because the right. truth is I'm gonna be sitting up, pacing the floors until I see the whites of her eyes come through that door. Right. Right. So let's apply some yeah. of those principles you've laid out here <clears throat> that situation. Well, it's a perfect example, Pat. And <clears throat> you know, when I, and I don't know this couple, um, obviously, but when I think about that scenario, it's clear that both of them deeply love their daughter. Yes. Right. <clears throat> and it's just that in this situation, the mother is valuing her daughter learning how to make decisions, how to uh, implement and make choices about the values that have been instilled in her. Yes. And learn from those decisions, right? And the father, he's valuing her protection. Yes. And keeping her safe. Yes. Right? And again, both really lovely desires and, and values that they're bringing together. And it's a perfect example of this perpetual conflict because a 14 year old daughter just about every weekend <laughs> is going to be wanting to go out and be with her friends and be doing things, right? right. And it's developmentally appropriate that she increasingly do just that. Mm -hmm. 
So left alone, mom and dad could be in this conflict every week for as long as the daughter's in the house, right? right? Alternatively, if they can come together and say, you know, we both love our daughter. We're, we both have a little bit different value about what's most important. But the issue is, how are we going to set boundaries for our daughter? What boundaries are we going to set? And now let's come together as a as team, as a teammate, and, and solve that issue in a way that's compromising, in a way that that's discussed and talked about with care and compassion for each other, where ultimately when we come to a decision, the way we went about it means our marriage is stronger. Which is also a very good opportunity for role modeling to this young girl. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this idea of making the highest value where we have disagreements, different values. If our highest value is that the way we talk about it together, we want to do that in a way that makes our marriage stronger in the end. That's, that's we approach it. it that way, now we can turn this perpetual unresolvable conflict into something that actually strengthens our marriage. It sounds like you're talking about a lot of compromising you know, mm -hmm. when couples agree to do this and it's sort of not that either would compromise their value, but that they would come to agreement and maybe a little bit of give take, you know, that the mom might say, well, okay, you know, let's impose a curfew for her and, um, but we'll discuss it with her every time based on right. what she's going to be doing, who she's going to be with and, um, and that maybe she would check in, you know, when I was a kid, we didn't have things like cell phones and right. so we couldn't check in with mom and dad too easily if something right. happened or something changed, but that, you know, to, to just be checking in, you know, we also have um, apps that, you know, are available to parents, yeah. Yeah, right. so, uh, you know, that they can kind of track where their kid is, which mm -hmm. gives them a little more comfort in, that their child is safe. Those kinds of things brought into a discussion like this can really help to compromise and come together in a very united way. So yeah, and really- If, I, if I'm starting with, I wanna to talk to my wife in a way that strengthens my marriage. Mm -hmm. If I start with a view that her views are valid. Exactly. And God calls me to allow myself to be influenced by my wife, mm -hmm. right? If I start there, it opens the door to all kinds of uh, uh, creative compromises. Right. Where when we're just arguing the, the validity of our view, we're not, a, we're not a, you know, exploring any creative solutions together at all. We're just trying to win. Right, and I think that sets a couple up for a situation that also comes from Gottman's um, principles around this of what he calls gridlocked perpetual issues yeah, exactly. that never get resolved. And so this becomes an important, um, I think, lesson for parents of children and for couples in general to be able to resolve these things in a way that holds the marriage up as the 
main value right. here to, to uh, preserve and protect and enhance. Yeah, exactly. We're starting from a place that places the strength and health of our marriage first. Mm -hmm. That opens the door to, to solving these problems in a way that ultimately eliminates so many conflicts in the life of a marriage. Absolutely, absolutely. That's wonderful, you know, and that is such wise counsel to couples as we deal with them to really impress on them that one of the primary values that they need to preserve and protect is the relationship. And Absolutely. that comes through uh, a way of approaching one another with respect, with love, and with a true appreciation mm -hmm. and acknowledgement that just because your perspective is different than mine does not make it wrong. It's still valuable. And That's so right. let's talk about it. Let's come to a place of resolution around that. Mm -hmm. Very good. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Any closing comments, Tad, that you want to, um, words of wisdom to the couples out there who will be viewing this? Just the, the thing I would say is, um, you know, we here at A Future and a Hope Ministries are here to support you and your marriages. Um, God created marriage and set it apart to be a sacred, special place, cornerstone for our families, our communities, and, you know, uh, us as human beings. And uh, it's something that we hold very dear to Future and a Hope Ministries. Um, and if we can be of assistance to come alongside you in your marriage, um, we're happy to do so. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, as I say every week, our contact information is here on this podcast. Please don't hesitate to call us, email us, Check us out on our website. All that contact information is printed here for you to, to access that and to access us. As you said, Tad, we are here to help. And God bless you all as you think about some of the things that Tad brought up today. And uh, we pray that your marriages and your relationships are healthy and strong. So Thank we'll you. just say goodbye for now, and we will see you again next week. Tad, do you want to say goodbye to the people out there? Thanks so much. Yep. You all take care. All right. Bye-bye.